Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! When you're a kid, they tell you that you should try to learn something new every day. And then there's always the cliche saying, yeah, learn something new every day. We actually try to learn something new every day, and then we try to help pass it along and teach you. So plenty of learning today, also just a whole bunch of fun. Welcome in, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Jam-packed show today. We're going to talk Big Sky Conference football players in the NFL. Just an update on... All of the guys that have Big Sky Conference ties are in the NFL. Uh, as I turn my page on my outline here, it's a couple pages long. I guess I had known. I mean, we track this at Skyline Sports. We have a database. We have a, a table on there and everything. But uh, I didn't know it was to this. I guess I knew, but it's it's funny when you put it all on a piece of paper. So we'll give an update on all those guys. We also got some free town pump coming up for you. $50 gift card from town pump here in uh, just about 25 minutes. We also are going to give you some Grizz hockey tickets today. Our great friend Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. She'll stop by here during the first hour. Usually we do that on Friday, but we'll be coming to you live from the Rock and R Bar tomorrow uh, from Bozeman, Montana. We ended up to Montana State's quarterfinal FCS playoff game against William and Mary. We also have a uh, World Cup update from our guy Andrew Houghton, plus... Uh, some more stuff about the giveaway that he's currently got going on on Soccer in Snow and Smoke, his great uh, soccer podcast. Our number two, Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our resident betting insider here at Nuanas now. He's my brother, and uh, he's also the best in the biz when it comes to giving you NFL picks and uh, analyzing all the numbers that goes into sports betting. So we're here from Brooks uh, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And this is a fun one. A young man we haven't talked to in a little while, but uh, good to have him back. Raleigh Wooster, he's the he- the uh, junior point guard for the University of Utah men's basketball team. And last week, Raleigh was the Pac-12 player of the week. Almost had a triple-double against Arizona as the Utes knocked off the fourth-ranked Wildcats. So huge win for Craig Smith's team. And Raleigh Wooster, he hasn't joined us since he's been a Utah Ute. He went to, Uni- he, excuse me, he went to Utah State right out of high school after an outstanding two-time Gatorade Player of the Year career in the state of Montana uh, at, at Hellgate for the Knights. Raleigh, uh, last time he joined us was uh, getting ready for the NCAA tournament as a freshman, but now he's a junior and he's uh, a bona fide, legitimate Pac-12 standout. So it'll be fun to catch up with Raleigh about 5.30 today. So there you go. It's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. 
the Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show? ESPN MT app will do it for you. So will 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You can find the live stream. If you want to get a hold of us for Grizz Hockey tickets, for a free six-pack and a sandwich, courtesy of Warden's Market, for a free town pump gift card, 406-888-1029. You can call or text that anytime if you want to be involved in the show, and that's the number you got to remember, 888-1029, to win uh, some of our great prizes here today. All guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. What did I learn today? Well, this is fun. Doing some research on uh, William and Mary. The tribe comes to uh, Missoula, or excuse me, to Bozeman uh, to take on Montana State. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, 8.15 kickoff under the Bobcat Stadium lights. But I didn't know this about the university. I knew it was, you know, it, it's in Williamsburg, Virginia, which is one of the uh, the oldest parts of this country. Some of the earliest uh, colonial settle, settlers were there, you know, in Virginia. Like Jamestown was the, the first town for settlement here uh, in the United States, you know, more than a century before it became the United States. But William and Mary was around for almost a century before America became America. The uh, university was founded in 1693, making it the second oldest college in the country behind only what was known for centuries as New College and now is known as Harvard. You probably heard of it. Uh, William and Mary, a public research institution there in Williamsburg. It's named after King William III and Queen Mary II, uh, and their letters, uh, I don't know what this means, but it says, founded in uh, 1693 by letters patent issued by King William III and uh, Queen Mary II. Regardless, that's who it's named after, is the the monarchs of the time. It's also the ninth oldest English-speaking university in the world, and it is ranked by many as one of the top public universities in the United States the college-educated American presidents, Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe, and John Tyler, all went to William & Mary. Four guys that signed the Declaration of Independence went to William & Mary. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Uh, even um, Benjamin Franklin has some ties to, to William & Mary. George Washington also has uh, his surveyor's degree from William & Mary. So uh, a who's who of alums. Uh, from William and Mary. So there you go. That's what I learned today. Hopefully that's interesting to you because it was certainly interesting to me. This is a, a different version of Across the Sidelines. Because of the short week and, and weird, crunched-up media availability and because Williamsburg, Virginia is not close to Bozeman, Montana, if you hadn't checked the map before, uh, William and Mary has been traveling for the last couple days. And so we weren't able to track down Mike London, the head coach of William and Mary, Perhaps we'll hear from him tomorrow. We'll see. Usually across the sidelines, we feature interviews with the opposing head coaches that are playing either Montana or Montana State. The Bobcats, the lone Treasure State team from the Big Sky Conference, uh, still alive in the playoffs. So William and Mary's head coach, though, can't join us on across the sidelines. So we decided to go across the NFL sidelines and look at all of the Big Sky Conference players that are in the NFL. From the sideline to the end zone, you can catch every play with your best vision. Next time you're at a game, look across the sideline and ask yourself, can you see it? Like, really see it? 
With their world-class eye surgeons, friendly professional care, and the most advanced technology available, you can trust Vance Thompson Vision to provide you with the best possible options for your eyes. From LASIK to cataracts, Vance Thompson Vision's team of experts help you enjoy every play with clear vision. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com to learn more or call to schedule a consultation, 866-620-EYES. We'll start with the uh, players from Montana, Times. I found this cool, nifty little uh, database where you can just type in and it just automatically searches exactly, guys, what their roster status is, who they're playing for, if they're on the active roster, injured reserve, the practice squad, or if they've been released. So that's a handy little tool. And uh, as of today, so here's your guys uh, in the NFL with Montana Times. As of today, Dylan Cook, the University of Montana offensive tackle who's playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, it, it just came up as cut for him, but he was still in the database. Sometimes if you've been cut and not on a roster for a little while, they even take you out of the database. Like Tremaine Johnson, for example, former Grizz, he's no longer in that database. So Cook's still in there, which means he's still an active NFL player. He's just not on an active roster or a practice squad at the moment. Uh, but we'll see if he can catch on somewhere else. Daniel Hardy who from Montana State, who was a seventh-round draft pick by the Los Angeles Rams, he went from uh, inactive to practice squad to active, and now last week against the Seattle Seahawks, Daniel Hardy played in his first NFL game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, great story. Kid from a junior college who went to Montana State, late bloomer, and uh, then ended up getting himself drafted. Troy Anderson, kid from Dillon, Montana, Montana State Bobcat. He has played in all 13 games for the Atlanta Falcons so far this year. He has 48 total tackles, including 36 solo tackles. So uh, he's been very good as a second-round draft pick out of MSU. Lewis Kidd, who signed with the New Orleans Saints out of Montana State as an undrafted free agent, he's risen up, and he's played quite a bit. He's made one start, but he certainly played in games. Uh, Trevor Fenning, fellow FCS product out of Northern Iowa, has been in and out of the lineup, and Kidd has been spelling Fenning. So Kidd definitely getting a lot of playing time as an undrafted free agent there for the Northern Saints. That's pretty cool. Uh, Lance McCutcheon, also an undrafted free agent out of Montana State. He also plays for the Rams like Daniel Hardy, Bozeman, Montana native. He has played in five games so far for the Rams, and last week he made his first start. Now the Rams are all sorts of banged up. Uh, Matt Stafford's out. Cooper Cup was also a big scale alum who we'll get to in a minute. He's out as well. And uh, they also seem pretty darn satisfied with, uh, <laughs> how do you say, committing themselves to a good draft pick. <laughs> I think the Rams are, are uh, very aware that they are no longer a contender this year. A stark fall, a sharp fall for the defending Super Bowl champions. But nonetheless, Lance McCutcheon has uh, had an elevated opportunity as of late. He started last week. He's expected to start this week as well. Uh, last guy with Montana ties, Kevin Cassis, former Bobcat wide receiver, he has been between the practice squad and the active roster for the Seahawks. He's appeared in a couple games, but he has not uh, registered a statistic yet. As far as other Big Sky Conference guys, here's the guys that are uh, Big Sky Conference alums that are now starting in the NFL. Cooper Cup's on the shelf right now with an injury, but you already know that story. Super Bowl MVP last year, one of the great single seasons in the history of, of the game as a wide receiver. This year before he got hurt, 75 catches, 812 yards, six touchdowns. So another great year uh, by the Eastern Washington alum. Kendrick Bourne, who's also from Eastern Washington, he's a starter for the Patriots. He has 19 catches for 226 yards, has not scored a touchdown yet this year, though. Samson Ebucom, 
who was a great defensive player there at Eastern Washington. And how crazy is it that those three guys were all on the same team? Amazing. I still think that 2016 Eastern team is is the best team we've covered during the, the Skyline Sports era. And uh, crazy that they lost like on a wild last-second touchdown to Youngstown State in the semifinals at home in Cheney. I mean, that thwarted the whole thing. I truly think that they would have had a real good shot to go beat North Dakota State that year. Or maybe it was even, no, because NDSU lost in 2016 to James Madison. Eastern, regardless, I mean, you got Cooper Cup, Kendrick Borden, and Samson Ebucom. You can compete with anybody. Crazy that team didn't win at all. Uh, but a Final Four run, nonetheless, uh, a good, uh, a great uh, season. But Samson Ebucom was their best defensive player on that team. He's now a starter for the Niners. He's got 10 starts this year, 32 tackles, and he also has four sacks, so pretty impressive. Taiwan Jones is the longest-tenured Big Sky alum in the NFL. He's also from Eastern Washington. This is his 12th season in the league. I was looking at Taiwan Jones's bio and his stats. This is how good Taiwan Jones is on special teams in terms of assignments and, and knowing where to be. He keeps getting contracts, and he keeps getting re-signed to the Buffalo Bills. He hasn't recorded a statistic in a game in several years in terms of offensive statistics, yet he's still on the active roster every year because of all the different things he can do uh, in the return game, covering kicks. Pretty cool that the guy's been able to carve out what is now the longest um, active career for any Big Sky Conference player. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app going through some of the Big Sky Conference's best players that are playing in the NFL right now across the sideline, presented by Vance Thompson Vision. Tron Johnson, he's been in the league for five years. He also plays for the Bills, like Taiwan Jones. And he's a starter there, and he's been great. He's their starting nickelback. He's uh, definitely an upper half of the league type nickel, and he's been really productive, former Big Sky defensive MVP, and a great player out of Weber State. Jerron Bland was a guy who was a fifth-round draft pick this last year. He started his career at Sac State, played there for a handful of years, and then finished his career at Fresno State. And then he was a fifth-round draft pick. And uh, he went from backup to now he's a starter for the Dallas Cowboys, and he had two picks in the game. I think it was two weeks ago. So Deron Bland been playing really well as well. And uh, no joke, starting for the Cowboys as a rookie. So uh, good for him. Excuse me. Another Sac State alum, DeAndre Carter, a guy who um, – it was sort of before this latest rise of Sacramento State where the, the Hornets have been the big guy's best the last three years. Uh, Carter was their best guy in 2014, and that team barely missed the playoffs. A 59-56 loss to Montana State in Sacramento probably cost that team a playoff spot. If they would have won that game, that would have made the Cats a 7-win team and Sac State an 8-win team, and they probably would have got in over the Cats, but instead the Cats win that game and uh, Sac doesn't get in. Either way, DeAndre Carter was a beast. He was awesome on that team. He's not very big, but he's lightning in a bottle, and uh, he showed it for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. He's got 39 catches, 449 yards, and three touchdowns. Started the last seven games. We've seen him on primetime several times. Uh, Justin Herbert it seems to really like throwing him the ball, so pretty cool uh, for the Sac State alum. Braxton Jones, who's a guy out of Southern Utah, no longer in the league, but he played in the big sky for his whole career. Big offensive lineman. He's a starter now for the Chicago Bears, so he's doing well after getting drafted in the fifth round. Samari Torre, a former Montana Grizzly, who then finished his career at Nebraska, 
Uh, he has been starting on and off the last uh, half of the year for the uh, Green Bay Packers. He's got five catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown so far this year. Caden Ellis, who was an outstanding player at Idaho during the Paul Petrino era, one of their best guys when they first moved back into the league. He has been great so far for the uh, New Orleans Saints. He started eight games. He's got 60 tackles and four and a half sacks. So he's one of the best defensive guys with big sky ties in the league. And then finally, the last starter you got is Rashid Shahid. Weber State, uh, who plays for the New Orleans Saints, got moved up from the practice squad. And uh, he's the he's tied with Malik Flowers of Montana for the all-time lead in kick returns for touchdowns. And he showed that prowess uh, so far in the NFL as well. He's averaging 12.4 yards per punt return. 23.5 yards per kick return. He also has 12 catches for 239 yards and a pair of touchdowns. And he also ripped off a 44-yard rushing touchdown as well. So Rashid Shahid, been a big big contributor. That's moving up from the practice squad uh, to the New Orleans Saints active roster. A couple more reserves in terms of the big sky. Tanner Connor, who played at Idaho State, a track guy and a, a football guy. He is a reserve tight end for the Miami Dolphins. He's played in 10 games, so he's getting some run. For sure, and uh, he's like one of the, the most under-known, like the most little-known guys out of the Big Sky because he played on some Idaho State teams that really struggled, but he's a great athlete. And cool that he's making his way there after the Dolphins. Christian Ellis, who's Caden Ellis's younger brother, he made his NFL debut last week against the Tennessee Titans for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Christian Ellis had five tackles. Uh, so he's out of the active roster now out of the University of Idaho as well. Jonah Williams out of Weber State. He plays for the Los Angeles Rams. So the Rams have a, a conglomerate of former Big Sky guys. Jonah Williams started the first game of the year. He's been in the action 11 times, 11 games so far this year. And he has 11 tackles, a big defensive lineman. Kenny Galladay, a guy that maybe people don't remember in the Big Sky because he played at North Dakota and then he transferred to Northern Illinois. But Kenny Galladay, he's been, I mean, he's been pretty disappointing for the New York Giants considering that they spent a bunch of money on him in free agency. Uh, but he still is an on-and-off starter uh, in the NFL. He's only got four catches for 32 yards this year, but um, he's a guy that's been productive in the past. And then your last active roster guy out of the big sky, Miles Killebrew of Southern Utah. Uh, I misspoke the other day. I mentioned Killebrew when we were talking about Ed Lamb. And uh, Killebrew, I said he played for the Lions. He did play for the Lions for five years. He's now played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the last two years. Been in the league for seven seasons, uh, former fourth-round draft pick. And mostly just a reserve guy and a special teams guy now for the Steelers. But he's got four tackles uh, so far this year. And then you got two guys on practice squads. Jeff Cotton out of Idaho is on the Jaguars practice squad. J.J. Koski out of Cal Poly is on the Chargers practice squad. So there you go. It's across the sideline presented by Vance Thompson Vision. Vance Thompson Vision helping you see across the sideline all season long. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com to see how they can help you with any and all questions you might have for your eyes. We will be headed to Bozeman tomorrow for uh, the Bobcat football game. We'll be doing Nuanas now live from the Rockin' R Bar, downtown Bozeman, 211 Main Street, right in the heart of town. Got a great slate of guests for you that we'll tell you about here in just a little while. But uh, we've been traveling all over the Big Sky Conference all year long, thanks in part to Town Pump. Town Pump's been keeping us fueled up keeping us on the road, helping us get from here to there and there to here and to Town Pump. Not only a great place to get your gasoline, but you can also get all sorts of snacks and beer and wine, pretty much anything you need there. We will be hooking you up one more time this season 
Town Pump by the Mile. We got a $50 gift card for you to Town Pump, no matter where you're at in Montana. There's a Town Pump almost certainly close by. You want 50 bucks to Town Pump? Call right now. Call number 5-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. We got a $50 gift card for you, courtesy of Town Pump Food Store, 406-888-1029. Call number 5. Grizz Hockey Ticket's coming up. Six-pack and a Sammy coming up. A whole lot of laughs with Carol and the Chickies Doesn't Know Sports coming up. That's all next. Keep it right here. The one is now ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. How about some rivalry hockey? Well, we got some tomorrow night in Bozeman, and more importantly, Saturday night here in Missoula. Welcome back, Coulter Nuanas. Coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Grizz Hockey plays at Montana State tomorrow night. They're back home at the Glacier Ice Rink on Saturday night to play the Cats again. You know you want to go. How about we sweeten the deal? Four-pack of tickets to the Grizz Hockey game, plus you pick them up at Katie O'Keefe's. Have yourself a pitcher of beer before the game. That's all you got to do. You got to call us. Then you got to go down to Katie's, hang out with your friends, go over to the Grizz Hockey game just a couple blocks away there at the Glacier Ice Rink, and have yourself a wonderful Saturday night. Call right now. Call our number 4-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Grizz Hockey, Katie keeps partnering to give you four packs of tickets and pitchers of beer all season long. Call right now. Call our number 4-406-888-1029. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Chicka Doesn't Know Sports, doing this here on a Thursday. We uh, we had our holiday party last night here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Yep. We'll we'll let you fill in all the details, but that means I skipped my workout this morning. That's oh, shocking. Coulter. I know. Uh, but that's all to say that uh, Carol and I have both been uh, frequenting the Hot House Yoga downtown and also the uh, Hype House over there on Tool. Hype House now has these new strength classes, which are super fun. How, how's your... Uh, How's your legs after those? Not good. Yeah, no. But in the best way. Like, I love that actually, kind of pain. I actually pain. can't wait for you to do it for a little while and then do and go skiing. 
true. I do need it because I went skiing last weekend or two weekends ago and my quads were on fire. Yeah, I mean, those weird sort of workouts is what makes the skiing a little it's easier. It's called though. functional fitness. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're all here for. But uh, appreciate the folks over at the Hype House keeping us fit during football. And uh, I've been making sure to squeeze in the the hot yoga on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Oh, at noon, the core power. Gets the yeah. week started off. It like, really does. It's really stressful to try to get down there because we're so busy on Mondays getting the week started. But when I make myself go, then everything else is great. I know. I do love, especially in this cold weather, that hot room just feels so good. But it would it would not be good to go when you're hungover. Yeah, see, that's what I was... Because talking. you're already dehydrated and then you go sweat more. I just don't think it's... But, you know, listen... You went to a, we had our holiday party last night. I was home by 9.30 in my footy pajamas. Congratulations. I was right behind you. Until 2 a.m. 3. 3 a.m. Yeah. Nope, so. Right, nope. That's, uh, that's enough about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you got fans. They're hitting you up all over the place. You got, Fan. You got multiple <laughs> No, that's fans. true. I got. So you two. That's fans. I have two fans. <laughs> um, which one should we bring up first? I don't know. Whatever you want. Well, it's let's... your segment. Chicken doesn't know sports, by the way, here on ESPN Radio. And uh, good friend Carolyn joining us. I'm going to start with the breaking news I got from my friend Jen this morning. I'm not going to read you her text. That's However, good. she let me know that Brittany Griner was released. Yeah. So I did some research, as they say. And she was really, she was, it was a prisoner swap for the merchant of death. That That, guy. Those are the the buzzwords. The arms uh, dealer. This was not a fair swap. They left Paul Whelan in there. That's the business guy? He's the report. Or the journalist? Journalist who's a former Marine who fought for our country. Sure. I might add. And they got Brittany out. Now, Russia, or Biden claims Russia is treating... Paul Whelan's case differently than the Brittany Griner one, clearly, because he just swapped a basketball player for an arms dealer nicknamed the Merchant of Death. Yeah, I don't don't know what I can say about this. Okay. (laughs) We don't need to get Uh, it political. I just think it was a bad swap. Totally. Yeah, it's... uh, Gosh. They just... So much of this is just like it has all the buzzwords. So it's like mainstream news media's dream come true because you can inflame people no matter what. They either know who Brady Griner is and love her or know who Brady Griner is and hate her. You have, you know, all of the things that come with her sexuality and how she identifies and all these things. And then you have all the political parts of this as well. And it's like. How she identifies has nothing to do with I totally agree. anything. I totally agree. But like in this country, people hate people for what they want to be like. And that's unfortunate, but it's true. And then mass media just force feeds this to people. Uh, well, I think it's more of if we were if we were swapping her for a Russian, I don't, axe thrower. I don't know what Russian, sure. ice skater. Sure. This would be a fair swap. Yeah. But this Victor Bout or whatever his name is, this is not a fair swap. Yeah. And Brittany Griner better come and, and play some good basketball when she gets back, oh, is yeah. all I'm going to say. Well, then it just harkens back to the, the question of, you know, how much we glorify our athletes and that, you know, that's why I sit here and have a job, but... I don't know... Brittany Griner's not getting traded for if she's not Brittany Griner. You know what I mean? Right, but she, no one knew her name before this. 
Well, you guys didn't. Oh. <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, she's definitely one of the most famous women's basketball players ever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Multiple national championships at Baylor. She's won WNBA championship, I think. She's also like the first woman to dunk in a college game. Okay. <laughs> you have no idea. That's I mean, she does no sports. Sounds like a fair trade for the merchant of death. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I don't think she should have been in there. I think the she was in there as a pawn for this war and this sure. is a whole thing. But I. The point is that just don't, just, just leave your weed at home. Hash. It was hash. Whatever. Leave your stuff at home. Right. It's the whole deal. I agree. Who do, who do you think you are? <laughs> just leave it at home. Yeah. If you're going to your friend's house, maybe your friend has some. <laughs> yeah. Don't, you can do without it. your hash. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways. Uh, geopolitical uh, global conflicts aside, what else we got? All right, I got a message on my chick who doesn't know sports Instagram. Are, oh, are you guys even following me? Because I only have 164 followers. I wow. need I need that influencer money, guys. Yeah, okay, get that up going. But anyway, Jake from oh, Helena, we got to do that. We gotta we gotta get some more followers for you. At chick who doesn't know sports. I don't know what it, you go to Instagram, you put it in, you hit follow. Yeah, you gotta you gotta let people be able to share your story. Everybody. I don't know how to do that. I, well, we're gonna learn. Okay. Anyways, Jake from Helena. <laughs> Jake sent me a message and said, I can't wait to hear your review of Brady's huge come from behind victory tonight. I will be tuning in. And I had no idea what he was talking about. That's the best part about your (laughs) hate for Tom Brady and your analysis of Tom Brady is you've literally never watched Tom Brady play football except for the Super Bowl. (laughs) I don't think I've seen him in the Super Bowl either. (laughs) You have no idea. No. All you know is Tom Brady. He looks like every other quarterback when he's playing to me. Whoa. They throw a ball. Right. Yeah. And someone catches it. Yes. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Do you think football is so stupid? Kinda. <laughs> no, I mean I don't I don't care one way or another, but I don't I don't he's he's just another quarterback to me. Well, there you go. Uh so what happened? I guess is my question. They're down sixteen to three late in the game and they came all the way back and beat the New Orleans Saints and who aren't good, but then, you know. Our obsession with Tom Brady is <laughs> is a uh it's a microcosm of our obsession and our addiction to nostalgia. Go on. We as Americans can't seem to figure out a way to like anything new. You're old enough to remember in the 80s when everybody was obsessed with America, what was happening now. Now everybody's still obsessed with what was happening in America in 1980s and 1990s. You know why that is? Because boomers and Generation X people can't live in the present? No, because our world has gone to crap. and we That's have to- what they want you to believe. <laughs> That's the whole point. They feed you the nostalgia to make you feel like it was always better before instead of good right now. It's the, it's the way the whole movie industry has evolved. It's the way that sports has evolved. I mean, look at Grizz football. They hired Bobby Houck back, and the number one reason they did is because he was so great before. What indication is there that he could be great again? None. Right. The past does not predicate the present okay, or the future. And that's why people are obsessed with Tom Brady. It's so funny to watch the out the outpouring of like, he's still the goat, he's back, blah, blah, blah. There's so many people that like have refused to accept that he isn't as good as he used to be. Including and, himself. And, and Exactly. And now they just have this game on Tuesday. What about the people that he was playing with, you know, his team? Sure. They had nothing to do with that well, comeback? that's exactly right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other part about uh, the... Well, you know, I mean, 
gosh, I could go off about this forever, but the the machine that is the NFL, they sell the most palatable and easy to consume lines to the consumer. The most easy thing for the most, the funniest part about football is this is the most complicated sport on the planet. 95% of people that spend most of their time watching football don't understand football at all. They understand, though, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest part of football to watch and analyze. So then that's why they just glorify quarterbacks to the nth degree. And that's why the NFL has been hanging on to guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson because the public knows them. It's like it's they're the biggest stars because it's the easiest thing for people to understand. Yeah, I get that. So um, it's just funny. I don't know. I mean, it, it was just funny on on Monday night because it was a good comeback. Yeah, but not just Tom. Everybody else totally, was totally, involved. Totally, and the Saints suck. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it's not like they beat some great team. They beat a like four and eight team. So speaking of analyzing Tom Brady, I was analyzing his face. And I know there's been a lot of controversy. Like, people are wondering, what, you know, he was disappeared for a couple of weeks and they thought he had plastic surgery, etc. I have come to the conclusion that he got new chompers. And they're yeah, too big for his that. face. And that's why he looks different. I just don't know how... What if I just showed up at work one day and my whole face was different? That would be a tragedy. You guys would just make fun of me so bad, though. No, we well, it depends how it looked, but yeah, I guess. How what like how do these people get away with it? You know, like how do you just like disappear and show up and you just have new teeth, like, and no one says anything? It's just I mean, so people weird. were saying things. There's sure. been lots of talk about it. He just hasn't admitted it. Like, what happened? To, what, what would you do if your husband just showed up and he just had a facelift and he had all new teeth? Oh, I'd be sad. <laughs> it would be really weird, I know. right? I like imagine, his face. Uh, totally. Imagine yeah. if you like had looked at somebody for Maybe your that's why life. she finally was like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm going for Antonio Brown now. How about that? All right, so segue into Antonio Brown posted a pic on Twitter in bed with a Giselle lookalike. By the way, if Tom Brady got new teeth, that's all fine and dandy. I I don't know, man. The, the The cosmetic obsession is one thing that's just totally beyond me. Well, this teeth thing is... But really? if he got teeth because he needed new teeth because his teeth suck, that's that's another thing. Like some people need new teeth because their teeth suck. Yeah, like Ben Affleck, he needed new teeth and got him and much better. There you go. Yeah, but Tom Brady's teeth were fine, weren't they? I don't I know. Thought they were great. I mean, Plus, yeah. why would you get new teeth when you're playing football? Like, wouldn't you want worry they'd get jacked up? Well, I don't know. I think you. I don't even know if he, he did get new teeth or not. We'll he got new teeth. The, the, his mouth is now different. He's got, and you can see when he talks. He. It's what if just, he had the surgery because he's like the snoring surgery or whatever? Like a deviated septum. I don't know. There's like this thing that like makes your jaw realigned and it helps you sleep because you have bad snoring. Or I don't something. think Tom don't Brady know. has trouble sleeping. No, that's probably right. Well, he's yeah, in I mean, a hyperbaric chamber and. Eats, eats yeah. sweet potato fries for yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Doesn't have caffeine. I hope that someday we're famous enough that Tom Brady listens to this. Me too. I really, <laughs> I would love it if Tom Brady just walked in the door one day and then if I'd be we like, were famous oh. enough to know that Tom Brady listened to this, I would not do this anymore. <laughs> I would just be embarrassed like, oh, I'm sorry. I've been so rude. Uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here on uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. So Antonio Brown, just uh, yeah. just lighten it up. You know, I don't know. I I got to be careful what I say because we can't be like actually talking about killing humans. But like, if I was Tom Brady and and my ex teammate was Snapchatting pictures of him and my ex wife, I mean, 
Well, first of all, that wasn't Giselle in the picture. It wasn't. Okay. It was not. It was a gal named Sydney Morale, mm. and um, he's dating her. So I would be angry if I were her because sure. he's trying to make it look like it's Giselle. Yeah. And I would just be like, you know, I, would, I don't know. I would have been, I'd be pretty annoyed. But whatever happened, did he ever get arrested last week? He has the, this warrant out for his arrest, yeah, I but I don't think he was ever arrested. I don't know. Anyway, he just keeps trolling Tom and I kind of like it. You do? Yeah. I don't like Antonio Brown, but I like that he's trolling Tom Brady. I mean, it's entertaining for yeah. sure, but man. I'd like to know why though. Well, because they were teammates. First of all, because obviously Tom Brady's not doing anything about it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I would go slap that fool. Yeah. Yeah. Not happening. Maybe Tom really just doesn't care. Mm. He's just, he's been done with Giselle for a while. He's over it. This is a total unbelievable tangent, but you uh, somehow, uh, my girlfriend made me watch Love is Blind. Oh, yes. We've discussed this. We've discussed it. And it was captivating. It was trash, but it was captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they were like teasing at the end of the season. They were teasing this other show. So Love Is Blind. You sit on the other side of a wall from a person to get to know them before without seeing them. You're supposed to get engaged before you see them, and then you see them, and then you get married. Yes, it's a horrible idea. It's a great idea to watch, not it, to partake it's a horrible in. Horrible idea. Imagine meeting somebody, and marrying them a month later. No, I wouldn't do it, but it's fun to watch. But. They were teasing this other show where couples, they... Yeah, uh, the ultimatum. It's called the ultimatum. I mean, and are you kidding Couples go me? in together. So you're, you're dating your girl and you're living with your girl and then you go switch and then I get his girl and you get my girl. Not happening. Agreed. Dude. That's why you wouldn't go on that show. <laughs> but there are thirsty people who would. Do you think <laughs> Antonio Brown and Tom Brady should go on that show with their... <laughs> oh my gosh. If I knew that my girl was cooking somebody else's dinner, I'd come burn their house cooking down. Cooking dinner. <laughs> I don't think that's what's happening. Well, whatever. No, <laughs> as little as cooking dinner, house burned down. More than that, it's not. It's over for you. Yeah. Well, listen. These people are thirsty, and ah. they want to get on TV and get free stuff and get followers. Do, do I have to go on a reality show to get some followers? Ah, Is that what's going to happen? Don't. I wouldn't. We are Rome. The erosion of society Listen, continues. <laughs> Antonio Brown is just staying in the news with these tweets. He's he's got something figured out in that. I know, but regard. I just want to know, like, what's the motivation? Like, I would love to know, Antonio Brown, if you are listening. Like, because though, like, staying in the news is important if you're making money on being famous. But he's not. He's not making money off of this. Like, he doesn't have like a personality or a persona or a business, or he's not selling anything. He's just being a troll. He just wants yeah, attention. he's bored. I guess, but like, I mean, at, le- at the very least, like monetize it or something. He's probably, mon- I'm sure he's gained followers from this nonsense. Yeah, but then what is he selling? I don't know. No one wants him to endorse their products. True. He's crazy. True, true. Speaking of crazy and endorsing, Kyrie Irving, Kyle, my buddy oh Kyle. Oh my gosh. Uh, last night or a couple nights ago, so he, he and Nike severed ties. Yes. But he's still wearing Nikes on the court. Well, right. He can like buy shoes and wear them. He's wearing his Nike, like yeah, his. Yeah, sure. But he's duct taped over the Nike symbol and written "I am free." And then he changed shoes and crossed out all the Nikes, oh, man. the symbols. So here's kind of the funny thing: if I were Nike, I'd be like, "He's still wearing our shoes. That's how good our shoes are." I would turn in a marketing strategy, like he. 
is free of this contract and he's still wearing our shoes because that's how good our shoes are. Well, yeah, you should go work at Nike, I guess. Well, maybe I will. Marketing guru. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the Kyrie Irving saga is, is something. I went down that rabbit hole. We were driving to Bozeman last weekend. I read about it for like three hours. Whoa. While you were driving? No, my brother was oh, driving. Okay. I was just sitting checking. Mm. Well, I, um, I hope he gets his head on straight. Soon. I, I do too. No honest now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Chicken Does No Sports, presented by Buff City Soap. Buff City Soap has all sorts of great gift options for you this holiday season. They're over there in the uh, Northgate Plaza and uh, locally owned and operated. Great place. Go check them out. Uh, what else you got? Deion Sanders. Yeah. Coach Prime. Coach Prime, baby. He um, left Jackson State University. Yes, he did. For Colorado. He did. Couple things. People are upset about him leaving Jackson State, and I didn't understand why. And then I read, I actually read more, <laughs> and it was because Jackson State's a predominantly black, historically black HBCU. HBCU. Yep. Historical black college or university, yep. So, and then he went to Colorado. Yep. And so peep, there's been a lot of discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time this has happened? It can't be. No. Like, why are people, I mean, why is, am I opening a can of worms I shouldn't? No, or? no, no, no. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, Deion Sanders, I mean, there's been plenty of coaches that have moved. I mean, Jackson State, Jackson State's a very unique place because Jackson State's an HBCU. It's in Jackson, Mississippi. It's, uh, they, they're the only football program at the FCS level, which is the same level the Grizz and the Cats are in, that outdraw the Grizz and the Cats. They get about three times as many fans as the Grizz. Oh, wow. They average like fifty. That's a lot. Maybe like yeah, more like twice as many fans as the Grizz. But wow. yeah, I mean they averaged more than fifty thousand fans this last game or this last season. Part of that's because of just the pageantry and tradition. I mean, it's a whole spectacle at Jackson State. I mean, they have the one of the best. It's like Drumline, the movie, right? They, yeah. they have one of the best bands and like the cheerleaders and the whole thing is like super sweet. Jackson, Mississippi is also a huge city, mm-hmm. so they have that to draw from. But isn't that one of the poorest cities in the United States? Well, the Mississippi's at the poorest state in yeah. America, so for sure. Um, but for a coach that moves up from the FCS level to, I mean, to the, to the F to the Power Five is is that's not rare at all, and and it's also not something that people can be mad about. I think the thing they're mad about is. Deion Sanders took that job, and he, he his biggest recruiting pitch was to like revive the HBCUs to get the pride back in to show young black men that they can go to these historical colleges, and they don't just have to go to Alabama or Ohio State or LSU or Oregon or whatever. You can go to this place where you're going to learn and be appreciated for your heritage as well as playing football. So I think that people that are upset about it probably just thought that that was disingenuous, that he was only there for two years and then yeah. he left. He also recruited a bunch of really, really, really good players there, that guys that would have normally gone to Georgia or Alabama. Got him to go to Jackson State, now he's taking them with him oh, to Colorado. you can do that? Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, but then also then his presence in Colorado is going to be uh, crazy because CU is one of the weirdest conundrums ever. Because Boulder is one of the great college towns in America. There's no reason they should suck at, at football. But right. they've just sucked at football for like 20 years, and no one can figure out why. It's the altitude. I think people, th- there's a really strong belief that it's because life is so good in Boulder. Like, well, it's like you said about ASU. That's right. The party's, yeah. the party's sweet no matter what, yeah. right? So, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be so fascinating to see because Dion has this whole plan at uh, Colorado to basically. There's so many of these old school coaches that are like the way that this stuff is going with these kids transferring and everybody getting paid is the you know it's the bane of society. Kids are flaky and blah blah blah. Nobody has any loyalty. You know, get off my lawn. Dion's doing it the other way. He's like, I'm gonna make you a star. I'm gonna make you go to the NFL. You're gonna be rich and famous because of me. But he's gonna do it from a program standpoint. Instead of this guy putting himself up on a pedestal, he puts you up on a pedestal for you, and then you can just concentrate on football. It's going to be a wild experiment to watch because okay. it's, it's either going to go really, really, really well or really, really, really bad. And I think there's no in between. What do you, th- you don't, you just think it's either or. I'm going with the positive. I think it's going to be great. I love Deion Sanders. Deion's sweet. I mean, yeah. he also ruffled a bunch of feathers because he came in there in his first team meeting. He was like, yo, I'm going to out-recruit all you guys. Most of you guys are getting cut. See you later. <laughs> like, he was like, I How hope- do you, wait. If you have, if you're there on scholarship, can you still get cut? Oh yeah, even just because you play bad, or, or-, or a variety of reasons. Yeah. Oh, huh. Your scholarship is a one year deal. And then they, oh, um, really? Yep. You're never guaranteed. And now there's this whole database called the transfer portal where everybody can just go put their name in there. Then all of a sudden they can get. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah, so then all of a sudden guys can just be free agents all the time, anyways. So. There'll be some guys who leave Colorado because they want to leave Colorado. There'll be some guys who leave Colorado because Dion tells them they have to leave Colorado. And uh, there'll be some guys who leave Colorado because Dion brings in better players. Wow. Well, this will be fun to watch. It's going to be a complete and utter uh, circus for sure. Okay. Well, maybe that's maybe it's okay to change things up, shake things up. I mean, he's der- certainly disrupting the status quo. I think that's why it's getting so much attention. Well, and it's Deion Sanders. Well, right. That's the other thing yeah. is that he's just so independently famous besides any of his actions as a college coach. So. Can I ask a dumb question? Oh, well, you're going to, so. <laughs> Did he play for the Cowboys? That's good. Okay, I knew that. He played for the Falcons, the Cowboys, 49ers? And, the, and the 49ers. Good job. Wow. Wow. So basically you have to be as famous as Deion Sanders for <laughs> Carolyn to know anything about you. So basically like one of the 10 most famous athletes of the last Well, I just remember he was, he was big in the 90s. He was certainly big in the 90s. Yeah. So. I mean. When, yeah, when life was Sanders great. Sanders is one of the most memorable uh, yeah. American athletes. For well, sure. he had like a persona. And his well, whole... he played two sports professionally. That's unheard of. Like Baseball? Yeah, he played baseball. Mm. Like the day. For the Sox? Played for the Braves. Okay. <laughs> and the Yankees. He actually might have played for the White Sox for a minute, but not the Red Sox. Ew, uh, no. Gross. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, okay, check it out on sports. What else you got? I have one last story, okay, and I am so angry about it. Okay. Do you know who Patrick Beverly is? I do, Pat Bev. Pat Bev. <sighs> what about him? He told his children that Santa's not real. <laughs> do you know why? Because he doesn't like lying to his children? No, because he wanted his kids to know that he bought those presents. Mm. And you know what? When he told his son, he said his son was like in tears crying about it. What if you just never tell your kids about Santa? That's fine. But that, I mean, listen, if you want to take the magic out of Christmas for little children, go ahead. Is like some guy who delivers you goods from Target really that magical? Yes. (laughs) It is, first of all, Uh, for at least a month before Christmas, I can pick up my phone. Well, not anymore, but I'm calling Santa. You want me to call Santa? You better go to bed. <laughs> That's good. So not only are we lying to them, but we're using it as a behavioral mitigation tactic. Yeah. Great. Listen, last <laughs> night you told me that I should just let my kids like just 
live live on their own. <laughs> I'm not taking parenting advice from you, okay? <laughs> Me and my no kids. Yeah. I'm just doling it out. So I don't even want to hear it from you. But um, I just think that you, if, I think you should, I think Santa is awesome. <laughs> and I think um, that kids until, you know, a certain age, should. Be, it's great to believe. It's wonderful. Go watch the Polar Express. <laughs> I love the Polar yeah, Express. Yeah, believe. It brings, it's, and Elf, the more you believe, the more, you know, holiday spirit there is, happy. It's just a beautiful thing. Well, good for everybody out there that believes in Santa. All right, when you have kids, I'm going to, when they're like three, I'm going to whisper in their ear, there's no Santa. I was like six when I found the price tags on the deal, and I was like, well, that's, Santa's not real. Told everybody in the neighborhood. (laughs) You did? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rude. Someone uh, in Nick's kindergarten class told him, and I almost marched right in there <laughs> and yelled at a five-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Anyway, speaking of Christmas, Buff City Soap yeah, has Christmas awesome gifts. gifts, and they're doing a 25 Days of Christmas on their Instagram. Nice. So every day they're highlighting a different special. Sweet. Um, so go to buffcitysoap.missoula on Instagram, follow them, and get these awesome, you know, Day specials or just go in on North Reserve and, um, you know, check out all their goods. There you go. Locally owned and operated. Right there in the Northgate Plaza. Thanks to Buff City Soap for their continued sponsorship of the uh, Chicka Doesn't Know Sports. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio Missoula. This like broke the the world <laughs> when it happened. No one ever thought that you'd have Metallica and the Symphony together, and then it would sound not good. Great, unbelievable moment in, in uh, music history. I know some people really hated it. It seems like people that loved Metallica in the '80s hated them all through the '90s because they just became so objectively way different. But I mean. What is life without change? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Want a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market? Of course you do. They have some of the best sandwiches you'll find in the Garden City. Also, the best specialty beer and wine selection you'll find anywhere in Missoula. So, call us right now. We'll hook you up with a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market. All you do is call us, give us your name, send you down to Warden's. You go. They'll help you pick out your beer, help you pick out your sandwich. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number four. We got a free six-pack of beer and a free sandwich, courtesy of Warden's Market. Here's Andrew Houghton from Soccer in Snow and Smoke. 4015 presented by Flanagan Motors. Well, let's start here, Chris. Uh, the post-mortem on the United States men's national team going out in the round of 16 to the Netherlands. I think it's success. At the end of the day, you got to look at that. I mean, I know, I honestly, I think we went into the tournament with the idea of, oh, wow, well, we could go the whole way. Let's be real. We're not going to go the whole way with a young team. 
And you instantly saw those excuses coming out as soon as we lost. Oh, but we're young, but we're young, but we're young. Yes. So I get the idea of trying to dream big, but the, the realism behind the whole thing, and I'm sure when they sit there at the USSF offices, right, United States Soccer Federation, and they look at things overall and say, did we get out of the group stage in a hard group? Yes. Did we perform relatively well against the Netherlands? Yes. Were there some basic mistakes? Yes. Can those be fixed over time with maturity? Absolutely. You check that off as a very successful World Cup, to be honest. Well, and now you get to take basically the same group forward at least into the next cycle. That's got to be so valuable, even if they do replace Greg Berhalter. Yes. Oh, and do they? Do they not? I don't know. Is Jesse Marsh the ultimate replacement? We'll see if he can hang on at Leeds. Um, it'd be exciting to see Jesse because I feel like he actually personifies that American spirit, which is kind of that uh, Red Bull Academy type thing, right? Which is a, a more aggressive style, press on the front foot, get the ball, go, score goals, just in your face type of way of playing. And I think he could bring the best out of the group. But at the same time, Berhold has done so well to get us to this point. I think it would be a shame to kick him out and just being like, thanks for nothing, because it's honestly thanks for so much, because his stability over time and the amount of flack that he's taken over time, he he dealt with it, he's gotten us to this point, and he should be proud of that, and we should all be proud of him for it. All right, that's enough on the United States men's national team. They're no longer in this World Cup, losing 3-1 to the Netherlands in the round of 16. <laughs> Chris, eight teams are left in this World Cup. Has has what you've seen over the last couple of weeks influenced uh, who you think the favorites are, who you think really has a real shot at this? Yes, because now I don't know who to pick. Uh, the other day, watching Brazil, too, I'm like, all right, Brazil's got it. But then watching France dismantle, um, when, when they dismantled Poland, I thought, okay, France has got it. And then, no, maybe Brazil. But then Portugal without Ronaldo to finally have the guts to say, Ronaldo, you're starting on the bench and we're going to play these other ones and you'll have your cameo appearance at the end. They look better, so much better without him. And all of a sudden they've gone from, because I honestly thought they were going to lose that game to Switzerland. And as soon as Ronaldo wasn't playing, I thought, oh, this could be interesting. And all of a sudden they're running through somebody 6-1 to one and look more free and dangerous than they've ever looked before. So I don't know who to pick. I think Netherlands upset Argentina, to be honest. I know everyone's going to hate me for that, but... I think Netherlands probably against Brazil, and then Portugal probably continues rolling along against France, and then who knows what happens at that point. It's just, it's so much fun to be in a spot where I don't know who to pick because everybody's that good. Yeah, it's sort of been the story of this World Cup. I mean, I've talked about it a little bit on the radio, but these favorites are either just beating the crap out of teams, and we saw that even in the round of 16. Brazil wins by three goals. England wins by three goals. You know, France has no trouble against Poland. Sorry, Chris. Uh, Portugal puts up six <laughs> against Switzerland. Uh, all, all the top teams are sort of living up to that billing, right? And they're showing it on the field. Yes. Yeah, they're showing it. They, and they look confident and they're resting players at the right times. And it's it's going to be incredible. It's kind of like when, when when you watch Premier League and it gets to the end of the season and you're like, I have no idea if it's Liverpool or, City or maybe Chelsea. This is really exciting. I feel like it's very similar to that because previous World Cups, I feel like I've been able to sniff out a winner early. But this is just, there's something different about this one, and it's making it so much fun to watch. All right, eight teams left in the World Cup. That means, uh, if my math is right, 24 teams have gone home. Chris, who uh, caught your attention in the first couple weeks of the World Cup that you're sad to see out of it now, that you're sad you're not going to get to watch anymore? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Um, To be honest, I first thought Spain after that first game, I was all excited for them, but then... I feel like they almost emphasized that possession a little bit too much. So they ended up being a disappointment. Um, 
I was excited about Belgium, but I ended up being a disappointment. So I, I don't think there's anybody that I'm that isn't there anymore. I, at the same time, was excited about South Korea, and then they ended up getting spanked 4-0 by halftime and then 4-1 by the end of the game. So I really was hoping that when Korea got through that they might go on a little bit of a run and upset Brazil, but no. I mean, whatever's left, honestly, has my heart right now, and I'm going to have to lay Poland and Australia and the U.S. aside and just focus on watching those games and having fun. For sure. We've got so many great matchups in the round of eight here in the quarterfinals. You go down this list, and it's just a who's who of the top teams in world soccer. Netherlands, Argentina, Croatia, Brazil, England, France, and then you get to the last quarterfinal there, Portugal and Morocco, and Morocco was the team that knocked out Spain in the round of 16 just the other day. What did you think about that team? Can they keep it going? Oh, I don't know. I think, again, with Spain, it's, the, yes, the, the, the idea of, like, death by a thousand prices, but they're not going to, unless it was Costa Rica, they're not really going to blow you out. So if you can hang around and just accept that possession for what it is and try to hit them a few times, at some point you can beat them. So, I mean, Morocco, I think, had a good game plan, but it's different playing against Portugal. I mean, Spain, you know exactly what you're going to get, similar to what we know what we're going to get in conference play, playing Weber State. They're very similar in that. They, they like to keep the ball, and you know it's a different challenge to everybody else. Um, and I feel like they could defend well against that. I don't know if they can stop the Portuguese, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, this World Cup's crazy, so I guess we'll see very soon. Andrew Houghton, Chris Chitovitsky here on Nuanas Now. It's our footy 15 presented by Flanagan Motors. That's an extension of the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast. Andrew's got a great World Cup uh, giveaway going on that includes a prize package that's going to hook you up with a gift card from Canby Taphouse and some fun stuff from Zootown Sports Cards as well. So text us right now, 406-888-1029. Any and all inquiries are welcome. Text us, 888-1029. Let us know what you think of the World Cup. We will uh, keep on rolling. Talk some NFL right after this. Hour number two coming at you. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.